Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. Okay, everybody, looking good today. We want to welcome you. This is the Global Watch International Call. It is June 23rd, 2022, 3 p.m. Jerusalem time, and this is the Russia Watch with our very own Katya leading, and we are going to have a great hour. The joy of the Lord is already with us. There's a prophetic anointing that uh, Katya and her team bring in, and we are just so happy and so thankful to have them with us. Katya, I'm going to just speak a blessing over you, and then we'll turn it over to you. Father, I just thank you for Katya. We just bless you, Katya, in the name of the Lord. We just are declaring that his favor is over you and his favor is surrounding you like a shield. We are declaring great wisdom and revelation as in Ephesians 1. It poured out on you every single day that you might have that sons of Issachar anointing, knowing the times and the seasons and knowing what you need to do. We also are just declaring renewed strength for you and great protection that the Lord would hide you in the shelter of his wings, that no harm would come to you, no destruction near your tent. We just declare that the provision that you need is coming in. We say no accidents, no injuries, no illnesses, and that you would have joy and peace in believing, and you would abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we say, as we said earlier, that you are an Esther, and God has called you for such a time as this, and the best days of your life and your ministry are ahead of you and not behind you. In Yeshua's name, amen. Amen. Oh, amen. I can feel the Holy Spirit come on me and in me. Thank you, Fred. Thank you, Lord. Hi, everyone. It's very good to be with you. Very happy to be with you. I always am. It's a good company of people. I have so much joy, I think, how are we gonna speak about serious things? I wanna say that we are all alive here in Russia, the people that I know, believers. It's uh, sometimes when you are outside of the country, you hear things that they look worse than when you're really inside. So we're still meeting in churches, in big churches, we're having conferences, lots of intercession conferences. In Moscow, there were three in June at the same time because June the 12th was the day of Russia. It's a national holiday, Russia Day. And so there was a activity, a stronger activity of intercessors and prophetic people. And like more of the power of the Holy Spirit was displayed than before. And that's a good sign. And the Lord is bringing key and strategic intercessors and prophetic people together as never before that I've seen in my Christian life. So I thank God for that. Something is happening. And the church, of course, needs more unity in the way they see things that are happening. Because you know how when the pandemic was going on, then many were split. Some were for the vaccine, some were against same story in Russia in the church with the situation now, with what's going on. Some think this way, some think that way, and then there are arguments and stuff. So we're still trying to get our way into unity and unity in God's heart, not anywhere else. 
So that's the situation briefly with us. We're not starving in case someone reads or thinks that our prices went up, but not to the extent that something changed like the food people eat or what they do that hadn't changed much. And I guess we're used to inflation, very high inflation rates. So there's this gift called resilience in our nation. And I thank God for that. Now it's a good time to worship the Lord. And my friend Zhenya will lead us in worship.
праведница, ты есть сияющий во славе. Нет подобного тебе. You've been faithful to your people, Israel. Therefore, you're faithful to all your people. And we praise you for your faithfulness to your covenant, Lord. With all of your people, Lord. Amen. I wish I didn't have to speak. Could we be silent for a while? I really feel God's presence upon me very strong. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. Ooh, thank you, Lord Jesus. You are so good. We love your presence. Let your presence come upon each one of us more and more. We treasure your presence. We cannot live without your presence, Holy Spirit. We live by you. We have our being. In you, we have our being. Holy Spirit, you are precious. 
Oh, thank you, Lord. Katia, just want to say this, that you can take this hour any way you want to go. We want information, but we need the Holy Spirit more than we need information, okay? Yeah, so yeah. just as the Lord leads you, you have total liberty to conduct this any way you want. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Flow how you want, Holy Spirit. You're so good to us. You're so good to us. You're amazing. The darker it gets, the more we appreciate your light. The less things there are, good things, the more we appreciate you, Lord. You are enough. And if there's nothing good left except you, you are enough. Jesus, you're the meaning of our lives. Many of us were looking for the meaning of life, and that brought us to you, Jesus. We found you're the meaning of our lives. Thank you. Thank you. Someone saw a beautiful river flowing with light and beauty of God. Wow. I don't see it, but I feel it and I drink it. It's here. Thank you, Lord. We really need you, Lord. We need you more than anything and anyone else. Jesus. That's the second time when I'm not really prepared and the Holy Spirit really flows. So I guess maybe that's the way to go. I said, I don't want it to become a habit because I normally prepare. I wait on the Lord and everything. But this time God gave me a scripture and I want to pray according to the scripture with you. And I feel that it's about Russia, the church of Russia, big time, but it fits any church in any nation right now in the times that we're in and the thing is that it has always been important for every christian to hear god it has always been important for every christian to make their own decisions based on what they heard from god but right now it's a lot more important than before would you agree with me in the times that we're living in it is life and death. And the problem with the church, at least in my nation, and I don't know, it's maybe in other nations as well, maybe not as often it happens, but every Christian just needs to learn to hear God for himself. Because there are, as I see, like, crowds of people who are born again, and they all rush this way when this great prophet or anointed man comes. Then they rush that way when another great man or anointed guy comes. And I respect and honor people with anointing on them. But God created us with a spirit to hear him. And in these seasons and times, when you try to hear God from someone else, you can be really taken because that person is a human being and may be mistaken also. And uh, there's so much deception. I remember that there has been this topic of how to distinguish the truth from deception in times of the end times. And so we're living in it now. It's easy to talk about it, but it's much harder to live it. So the scripture is specifically about that because in the end times, the whole body of Christ needs to be firm in their inner assurance. I heard this from God. And if 99% of the Christians will say otherwise or will act otherwise, I will still act on what I heard from God. 
And from that, you really need to know your God. And of course, we are interdependent in the body. I'm not saying to be separate from the body. And God is bringing together those people who are in one spirit. Uh, and he's going to do that more. But there has to be a boldness in believing what you heard from God. And there has to be a God needs to be king. And that's what I'm, I, I want to pray with you for the church in Russia, because for many decades, if not centuries, people were taught not to think for themselves, not to make decisions for themselves. And in the body of Christ, sometimes it's the same. Your pastor will tell you what to think. Your pastor will tell you what to pray. And you have the faith of someone else, and you don't have your own. And that's very dangerous. And that's called control, an ungodly spirit of control. And when it's in the church, then how can you pray that it will not be in the nation? Useless prayers. The church needs to be free. And in, I don't know, in any other nation, probably there is such a problem, but not to this extent. And so God is really raising us up into maturity of the sons and daughters of God who know their father. Not just hear him. It's more than hearing. It's knowing his heart. These things are from God. And these things, even if they are done in the name of Jesus, they are not from Jesus. And we need discernment. And for that, you need to really have a relationship with God. And we've spoken about that. Many things that we say and pray, we've done, we've prayed many times. Like when we pray for the war, it's very obvious that we need repentance, we need humility, and we need forgiveness. And I've been praying so many times for it that I said, give me a fresh revelation, Lord, please. What do we do right now? Uh, because it's coming. And God gave me the eighth chapter of Samuel 1. And it's a big portion. And I'd like to read it together with you. Because we're going to live in the times of Antichrist, or we're approaching those times then we really need what I've just been saying to distinguish the real Christ and that he would be our king. They said to him, verse 5, 1 Samuel 8, to him as to Samuel, you are old and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now appoint a king to lead us, such as all the other nations have. But when they said, give us a king to lead us, this displeased Samuel. So he prayed to the Lord, and the Lord told him, listen to all that the people are saying to you. It is not you they have rejected, but they have rejected me as their king. As they have done from the day I brought them up out of Egypt until this day, forsaking me and serving other gods, so they are doing to you. Now listen to them, but warn them solemnly. And let them know that the king who will reign over them will do what the king will do. Samuel told all the words of the Lord to the people who were, who were asking him for a king. He said, this is what the king who will reign over you will do. He will take your sons and make them serve with his chariots and horses. And they will run in front of his chariots. Some he will assign to be commanders of thousands and commanders of fifties. And others to plow his ground and reap his harvest. 
and still others to make weapons of war and equipment for chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumers and cooks and bakers. He will take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive groves and give them to his attendants. He will take a tenth of your grain and of your vintage and give it to his officials and attendants. Your men servants and maid servants and the best of your cattle and donkeys, he will take for his own use. He will take a tenth of your flocks and you yourselves will become his slaves. When that day comes, you will cry out for relief from the king you have chosen and the Lord will not answer you in that day. But the people refused to listen to Samuel. No, they said, we want a king over us. Then we shall be like all the other nations with a king to lead us and to go out before us and fight our battles. When Samuel heard all that the people said, he repeated it before the Lord answered, listen to them and give them a king. Then Samuel said to the men of Israel, everyone is to go back to his town. So that's how God's people got a king. And I just got the scripture this morning in my quiet time. It wasn't specifically for the watch now, but I guess it is. And I thought, what did they have before that? Before Saul came to became a king. And I think they had what's called theocracy. God was literally ruling over his people. And they had an, a mediator, Moses, between God and the people. But they didn't have an official structure called the government or the king. So God was king. And I think why the people wanted this to happen is because they looked at others. They said, like other people, let us be normal. Let us not be super spiritual. Let us be like everyone else and be also more acceptable to the people in the world. And then the Lord reminded me this, that when Jesus came, he was both a king and a priest. He is king of kings and lord of lords, it says in Revelations. And also, Jesus is the high priest, which it says also there and in Hebrews. He is both. So somehow, God restored through Jesus his kingship over his people, including the church. And I knew that. But I never thought of it in this way very seriously. And 1 Peter 2.9, uh, God reminded me also, but you are chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. So this royal priesthood in itself, this phrase means two in one, priests and kings and priests. And that's what I was talking about before I read the passage. The, God wants to be king again over his people, over his church. And that means that Christians obey him and listen to him more than any other human being. Even if it's a pastor 
even if it's a bishop, even if it's someone else. And that means king has the highest authority. And I think in the future, we might see things that are done under the name of Jesus, but they're not from Jesus and not in the spirit of Jesus, at least not in the Jesus that we know, maybe some other kind of Jesus. And so this is a prayer that God is expecting from us. And he will not only answer, but he will change us all. I'm talking about the body of Christ and the church in Russia, because we need to have, what do we need that God would be our king? We need to have a lot more fear of the Lord, right? Then it will be more than fear of man in any situation, in any circumstances. And I believe that revival doesn't depend even on the political situation in the country. It doesn't depend on war or no war. Revival doesn't depend on famine or no famine. Revival depends on the spirit of God being poured out on the earth or not. That's, it's, it's his vision. And if you look at the book of Acts, they didn't go and go there to the government and try to change it. Paul did when God brought him there. But Jesus didn't go and deal with the Roman Empire as some people expected him to sit on the earthly throne and fix things and do things. And I realized that we need revival. And revival is when God comes as king. And I just want to pray for that because I believe that it's not always, it's not just important as always, but when I see these flocks and herds of people running in one direction, then running in the other direction, I'm sorry for them. These people are my brothers and sisters in the Lord. People who just want someone, another, the next prophet to lay hands on their head and prophesy over them or pray for them, and they line up to these very wonderful, very anointed and respected people. But in my nation, Christians very badly need to come into their quiet room and say, God, I hear you. I'm your sheep, hear your voice. I want to know your heart. I want to know you much deeper. And when you have that platform, then all the anointed, wonderful, respected ministers and what they do and say, they are like ketchup and mustard and whatever else there is, but they're not their, your main course. Everything I know and I stand on in my life firmly, God taught me alone in my room when there was nobody else to help and to teach me. And I'm very grateful for that. And of course, he spoke to me through people. He spoke through prophets, through teachers, through books, whatever. But... Those things, probably in your life, it's the same, isn't it? Those things that God gave you directly, they are foundations that you can stand on with both feet and nobody will knock you out of that. I got saved. There was just me and God in the room. I didn't get saved in a church. I heard the gospel in the church on Easter, but there was no altar call for some reason. And I went home. And I was there and I said, God, if you really hear me. No, I said, Jesus, if you are God. Isn't that interesting? Jesus, if you are God, not Savior, not Lord, but God, because Jesus is God. He is God the Son. He's not only the Son of God, he's God the Son. I was looking for God. So I found God and he's Jesus. One of the three, but it's one. He's one. So I said, please give me faith. 
in you, like those people have. So nobody talked me into it. Nobody convinced me that Jesus is God. And nobody's going to talk me out of it because it was only me and him in the room. And that's a firm foundation. And I just want to pray that repent for the church that we have gone to other, well, I'm speaking for the church in Russia. We've gone to so many other sources that it's, it's becoming too much. I feel for God, it's too much. He's saying, hey guys, come back to me. I'm your God. I want to speak to you. I want to give you boldness. I want to give you hope. I want to give it personally to you and your spirit. And God is jealous for his church. And in Russia, I guess we have a history that leads to these mistakes, let's call them, when it's, it's just, there's not that many people will just stand and say, I've heard this from God and I'm sure of it. And there should be more in any nation and in Russia especially. So could we just pray and ask God to be a king over every Christian and theocracy would come back. We don't need Moses because we have Jesus and he's the high priest and he's the only mediator between God and man. And yeah, let's just, if we, you agree with me, let's pray into this. And a church in our country needs it very much because it just grieves me so much when I hear the same things repeated over and over. And I'm not speaking out of criticism. I look at it and I feel sorry for Christians who do not come into the strength they would, would have had if they only came directly to God. I just look at them and I think, oh, I, how I wish you to come to more maturity. It's not difficult. It's just that God will take away your crutches, give them away. And it's good. We need ministers. I need ministers. I need people around me. I'm not a one-man, woman show or whatever, a lone ranger. But in Russia, it's just something needs to change. Father, God.